Howdy everybody, Brian here from quantlabs.net. It is somewhere on a weekend for January 28th. Anyways, let's talk about what I've been working on for the last three, four days. You know, once you get to a point where you're live trading, you got to worry about the next steps. Uh, what are you trading? What's your timing of the trades? Are you on a last, uh, tail end of an opportunity? Are you chasing returns? Uh, how do you know you have enough momentum? How volatile is what you're, um, trading worthwhile? And also that's all dependent upon the market regime. And then you got a bunch of other, other variables to worry about. So in this case, um, there are those traders that are human or discretionary as well as automated or automation. I use MotoWave for my automation as a trading platform. So in my view, realistically, I can probably watch, I can, I can watch as many stocks as I want based upon the hardware and uh, the processing speed of the system I'm running on. But realistically you still in view in one view how much you can watch um and as a result that's what you got to ask how much can you watch doesn't matter what, what you're trading it's crypto forex stocks etfs whatever you only have so much because there's other traders that only focus on one or two instruments which is fine but there's other traders like myself i figure i can probably watch maybe 20 um let's say stock at once. And um, I've run three types of scans over the last three working days. And they're different results. I've gone over um, some of the helpful ways to analyze and defend against downward moving markets. And at the same time, to ensure that they're fairly top performers. But again, it depends upon when you take the trade. Are you on the tail end of a uh, opportunity that's gone up, let's say five, ten percent, and and it's going to go flat and then start to decline? That that is very real. Or you could be on the early stages of something that'll break out, but it doesn't end up happening. So at the end of the day, you got to ask yourself: How many stocks can you watch in plain view in one snapshot? As I said, I'm twenty. Uh, that's per asset class. Um, and realistically, it makes more sense. So this is what I found when it came to stocks. And you can apply this to any any trading uh, asset class, really. But my case, I'm able to scan, let's say I'm right now scanning over 5,000 stocks because I'm at the end of January, which has been a very strong upward-moving month. So there's lots of stocks that are doing very well. And uh, right now, it's got going to have over 5,000. So out of that 5,000, there might be, let's say, 1,000 that are good to choose from. On top of that, uh, what about the volatility? So we filter out the low volatile ones that are performing fairly well. And then that question comes in, are you doing this to chase return? Are you, at what stage is this rally, this upswing at? So you, you got to prioritize based on that. And I've gone over some of the techniques, especially in stock that you can use that come both from the company as well as to see what other analysts are saying. So that's another 
mechanism that you can use to rank your potential top performers. But then it comes to a point where if you have too many, it's an opportunity cost because the other top performing ones are not doing well, or uh, you have few a set of few amount, let's say 10, uh, that are really top performers. But again, they uh, you could have half that are at the, at the um, lower range that are not performing as well, and that rally is not sustainable. And some of these stocks are not performing because there's momentum in the stock market. Some of these stocks perform because they're well-managed uh, and there's a demand for their product and they perform based on that alone, regardless of where the economy might be. Uh, so they could be doing very well independently. It's another reason why I like U.S. stock because there's so many of these. But on the other hand, they could be very volatile or not enough liquidity or not enough volume or something like that. But anyway, so let me let me talk about the analysis I've gone through. So as I said, I've gone through 1,000, 5,000. I ran one. I got 100 stocks that looked pretty good. But you could only put open up so many charts on your platform and set up your strategy and hope to win on some of those stocks that you think may win and just let the automation of the strategy take hold. And the problem is if you have too many of those kind of stocks, as I said, are at the tail end of their opportunity and they all go flat or they all lose money. Yeah, you're going to have that where you're all going to lose money. So you got to constantly optimize and tweak your results. So then I came away with a thousand. Then I came away with a hundred. That looked pretty solid. But that's still too many uh, to watch. So then you start to, to to add in more filters, I guess, more uh, indicators, more factors that will whittle that 100 to, let's say, 20 or even 10. And when you start to look at that, um, you start to see the outlook looks much better, stronger, and there's more analysis uh, supporting that that stock will look good either on a weekly, daily or monthly basis. So there's that. Now, the other thing that you can control and expand on that you might not consider is your uh, stock price. Because people, depending upon your stock account size, or your generally any trading account size, if it's tiny, uh, it's going to be your, 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 your stock price upper limit that you're willing, your threshold may be 50 bucks, 30 bucks. And then that will lower your uh, chance of getting better stocks with a better outlook or better whatnot. And when you go up to 50, it expands more. And if you go up to, in my case, 80, you get better looking stocks. But the question then becomes, are you willing to take on stock that has a higher stock price, but you get stronger an out, a stronger outlook, more analyst, but but a positive. Are you willing to do that? And the thing is, is now where it becomes risk reward. Um, if you're willing to do that, and what I found when you start to look at the eighty dollar ones, yeah, you do get other stocks that are more name brand that you know about. Um, and I said that you will get ones that have really good guidance. Uh, so that really expands it out. Um, on the other hand. If let's say you go for stocks that are in the top 
50, let's say, um, the big ones at a couple hundred bucks or 500 bucks or a thousand dollars stock price. Here, when you take on those kind of stocks, um, it's more of a higher opportunity cost because let's say if you have a stock that's around $80, that's going to give you performance X and you're going to get, uh, $500 stock that's going to give you performance X. Um, and that's not guaranteed, obviously. Is it better to put, let's say, we have an $80 stock and we have, let's say, uh, $80 stock. Would you be better off to maybe do five other stocks the same price for the $500 stock? Because now you can go after five stocks. And I'm kind of leaning towards it might be better to go after the lower price stocks because you have stocks that may perform better. Uh, that meet all your metrics that you're trying to use to filter out that are part of that metrics. So instead of spending $500 on a stock per share for a particular stock, as I said, you know, maybe better to take that $500 and apply it to maybe uh, six companies or eight companies for the same $500. It may get better performance. Nothing's obviously guaranteed, but you may get better performance. And that can also be said for the uh, for the ETFs. Now, when it comes to ETFs, if I was to show you certain ETFs, just listen to some guy, conservative but very high, highly regarded um, advisor out of Texas. Um, and everything's all about low volatility, okay? Because if you're working with a, a stock that has high volatility, what's the likelihood of, yeah, you will get profit, but as you hold on to the stock and not watch it, you more have a higher probability of losing what you profit and maybe more. So volatility is a big factor. And I'm saying that if you take on other stock that are the $80 ones versus the $500 ones. So there's some risk there, but if you know how to, uh, properly filter out stocks that meet a certain metric based around fundamentals, let's say, or what other people are saying, um, you have a higher likelihood of, of, of doing better on a long-term investment. Um, and that's what's needing to be done, I think, especially now that we get into a recessionary type of environment or a downward moving uh scenario because that's where we're at right now most stocks will uh lose money um or lose value um the same advisor said a lot of the companies out there most likely won't survive the end of the year uh, if they're not making enough revenue or cash flow to keep their operations uh, going i mean look there's a lot of companies already uh, downsizing uh, right sizing their staff and also their real estate investments and so on. Uh, so, yeah, we have to watch that. But once you hit, as part of your filtering out what works and what doesn't work, the question is, how many stocks are you willing to accept to get performance? Are you willing to accept 100 stocks that you're willing to watch that a bunch of them may be mediocre or at the last stage of their rally may go flat or as I said, may decline? Are you willing to take on those 100 stocks? 
Or are you willing to take on a fewer number of stocks to watch, but you've gone through enough filtering uh, processes via indicators, risk factors, whatever, whatever you use, it's probably better to watch a lower amount of stocks but are high performing. And really, as I said earlier, it's really critical to have lowest volatility possible. Yes, you do need volatility for market opportunity, but if you have the momentum of the market behind you, you can take on that risk um, because you have, as I said, you have the momentum of the upward volume behind you to guarantee you will have a higher probability of profit. But now as the markets are a lot more shaky and will be shaky as more and more companies are coming out with weaker guidance, weaker outlook, uh, weaker um, uh, results, the current results in this quarter, uh, it's not going to be as easy to to, ha to see that market trend, that market volume behind you that you would get with the major indices like S&P, the NASDAQ and whatnot. So you got to factor that in. And now you have to bring in a whole new set of values say well how many stocks am i willing to watch and you only want as i said the ones that have low volatility they're high performing and at the same time you don't have as many but you know you found a way to to filter out those bad ones and you're probably going golly gee uh this is something i can't do another uh stock analyst or advisor i guess said a very valid way um if you're a per there's two there could be multiple ways that people make money with a the market. There are people that will uh are great at generating their own signals in the market, knowing to when to buy and sell. Uh and, and there's that another bunch that have the money, but they don't know how to buy and sell their own stocks. They can't generate their own signals. They don't have enough data, they don't have enough time to do that. And as a result, that's why they come to folks like myself that are doing this using raw data, using uh, automated techniques to, to, to find those stocks that give you those opportunities that have low volatility. Um, because I can guarantee you when you look at the so-called high-end, uh, more popular advisors like, I don't know, Jim Cramer, uh, Kiyosaki, uh, any of those, a lot of their time, their advice is wrong. You know, you got the gold bug saying, hang on to gold. Well, if you were hanging on to gold between 12, 2012 and 2022, you wouldn't have made them any money, okay? Because the same price back in 2012 was ex of, of gold at 2012 was the exact same price where it was 2022. So if you were hanging on to cash that was tied up in gold, that's a huge opportunity cost that you're losing out on. And you could have, again, taken that same money and put it into high-performing stocks or high-performing other instruments, be it crypto even. And uh, you don't want to do that. I mean, yeah, it's great to maybe hold gold. Or we're coming to that point. Um, but uh, right now, the markets are still pretty hot right now, the tail end of January. They may slow down. They, in fact, they may actually decline quite quickly. Um, but no one's got a crystal ball for that. So 
right now, that's where it's at. And uh, yeah, you got to ask yourself, how many stocks are you willing to watch? And what are you willing to watch? And how do we get to that point? So as I said, if you want to know more what I do, just join my emailing list at quantlabs.net slash book. Or sorry, quantlabs.net slash books with an S, plural. Quantlabs.net slash books. In there, I give you some basic uh, tools that can help assist in what I'm talking about here. But it's not enough. Um, but you'll get on my email list and and uh, you'll be able to figure out what I'm using, how I'm doing it. You can, if you're into the signals, you can join my service that I offer for that. Anyways, I'm going to leave it at that. Again, it's quantlabs.net slash books to learn more about that. Uh, I do my weekly webinars as well. I'll be talking about kind of like this tomorrow night on Monday. And uh, we'll leave it at that. Thanks for uh, listening. I'm going to say watching. Listening. And we shall talk to you later.